Hello, my name is Cynthia, and welcome to the latest episode of Getting Your Together, a podcast where we discuss what it's like to get it all the way together, or at least attempt to, one day at a time. One. This is Cynthia. I also say that in my intro, so I probably don't need to say that again. But you never know when you're listening. So maybe someone fast forwards through the intro. But I am here, friends. Very early, not fully awake. I'm drinking my coffee. And it's April. Interesting week. I have my second COVID shot on Sunday, this past Sunday. And it was definitely, I had some side effects. I I actually didn't start feeling 100% until about Wednesday, which is yesterday and today's Thursday, but I feel pretty good now. And um, luckily I was off so I could kind of just take my time and actually did like a touristy thing, which is walk the Brooklyn Bridge, which I've lived here for almost 10 years. I think I avoid some things with a lot of crowds. And I figured now is probably the best chance or time for me to do it than any. I'm off and there are are still less crowds than before. So I did that and it was lovely. It wasn't a bad walk at all. So out of shape. And that's another story for another day. But I have to start addressing that because I have both my doctors on my case. And probably something I'm going to talk about on the pod because, you know, my addiction stuff just pops up with food. And uh, even though I don't know if I was, I don't know, I think a lot of it had to do with my depression and stuff last year, and just bad habits and being lazy and just allow myself to just be out of get out of my routine, which is why people always stress routines are very much a key thing, especially if you're just not great with being, I guess, regimented, which is me, maybe because my dad was in the military, and I just like, say, fuck all that. But anyway, I was I'm rambling. I'm rambling. Start of the show. So what am I doing? Uh, I just wanted to check in with you all. How are things? I would love to know. Please reach out to me. Comments, emails, whatever feels best for you. Because I really want to know what's going on. The world is starting to open up in a way. It can never be the same. Or at least I don't think so. But we shall see how the how everyone takes to it. In New York, it was very nice. But now it's very cold. So I'm coming to you underneath all my blankets, but I'm really excited though the sun is out at least. And today, I really just wanted to talk about the show. I actually, man, I um I totally blanked that this weekend's the Oscars, and I am so excited that Sound of Metal got nominated. All the awards. I don't know if anyone else has seen it. If you've seen it, please reach out to me because we need to talk about it. Such a good movie. Such a good movie. I was pleasantly surprised. I saw the trailer on Amazon Prime and I wasn't really moved by it. I was like, eh, okay. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a shot. I like Riz. I I like his work that I've seen. So I'm going to give it a shot. Riveting. Heartbreaking. Cried. I totally could identify with elements of his story, especially with around the addiction part. And then having to figure out a new normal for yourself and everything, even though his is definitely a different story. That character goes on a whole different life defining journey. Highly recommend. Um, I actually was thinking about starting to do more like bonus episodes around pop culture. So 
let me know if that's something you'll be interested in. My musings about certain things. Uh, I don't know if everything would be considered pop culture because I like some random shit, but I definitely want to take a lens to it, especially from like an advertising perspective, since that's what your girl does to pay the bills right now. So I'm in that world all the time. Let's get into the meat of the show. This one is actually going to be a really quick episode. I did have a question. I feel like I have people that just want to lobby me questions, which I always appreciate because sometimes I'm like, what am I going to talk about today? I don't know. I'm feeling kind of vulnerable and introverted. The Q&A comes from someone who listens to the show. Thank you for the question. And their question was, what if I can't stay sober? I, and I think that, and that was basically it really. It was just like, it boils down to like, what if I can't stay sober? I was like, all right. I mean, to the point, I appreciate the, the, to the point in the candor. But I also think that what, if you're putting like, I don't know, maybe it's the statement or how you phrase it. And that's how they were phrasing the question to me. It was like giving yourself so much pressure. You know, what if I can't stay sober? So you're already saying like, if I don't keep it here, then I always, then I suck. Like that doesn't give me any margin for error or mistakes or trying something that I think will work for me, but it doesn't. And I'm not talking about like sobriety or recovery, that being the thing that doesn't work for you, but there's different ways to be in recovery. Like I always say, it's personal to you and your journey and your story and what may work for you at the beginning may not work for you at the end. For example, for me, I got sober by myself. I told maybe all of two people who were not in recovery. So I didn't really have, I had some support, but not really because they just didn't understand, which is totally fine. But they did give me support and I felt loved, but I went through it all on my own for a long time. And then I had my kind of mental breakdown, (laughs) I will just say, and told my father, told everybody else, decided to go to AA. Now I'm also going into my third year, not in AA anymore, but I don't knock it if it works for you, you know? It worked for me at that time because I needed to talk to other people that were like me. I needed some type of semblance and structure. I needed to not feel, let go of some of that guilt and the shame that I was carrying around because I was carrying, your girl was carrying around a lot, a lot of it. And it wasn't helpful. Like it just, that's because I had that, I had that question. What if I can't stay sober? What if I make the mistake? What if I fail or fuck up again? Because that's what I do. And that was just keeping... I I think I always come back to like these patterns and the stories we tell ourselves. I've been huge on my social media channel on both my my podcast as well as like that 1000 hours dry. Um, Check me out there on Wednesdays. But I've been huge on just like the stories you tell us, the stories we tell ourselves, the stories we tell ourselves, right? Yeah, if you're telling yourself a positive story, that's different. But I feel like so many people, I feel like there's probably more people that tell themselves a negative story compared to people that tell themselves like you know I'm badass and I'm great I don't know I don't I have have to google that I don't know if that's even something you can google but I always remember having a conversation I'm gonna go down a little little story time Cynthia moment right now I have my brother and I'm close to him I haven't really seen him that much because of the COVID situation and he's not into the math thing but that's that's another story for another day love my brother and I remember we just how he and I would have these conversations and my brother is probably 
Like if you met him, you would think he was probably like the one of the most confident people you ever meet. He's tall. He's very charismatic. He could sell you your own house. He could sell you your own bath water that you've used already. Like he's like one of those guys and he's great at it. And it's not just me like, and not in just like that, that, sh- that slimy way that you feel like you have to take a bath for like months at a time after you deal with like a sales guy like that. Like he's just very good at what he does. He actually's helped me. He's helped me be able to be more open and charismatic and stuff like that just because of stuff that he's done and he's told me and talked to me about. And he and I were having this conversation about confidence, everything like that. And he's, and I said something like, you know, you have to really, and I told him like, you need to work on what you, how you let people treat you. Cause sometimes he would get involved in these girl with these girls and they would treat him a certain kind of way. He's like, it does, and he would be, and he said something like, it doesn't even really matter to me what they tell me about myself because it pales in comparison to what I tell myself. And I sat there and I thought about it. I always remember this conversation with him. And I have to bring it up with him one day and see if he's doing better in that arena. But it's like the stories we tell ourselves, you know, usually are bigger than the ones we may hear from other people. Even though I'm not saying that doesn't weigh in and that doesn't factor in. But it's like the stories that we tell ourselves in some reason think that they're true. Or they have a bigger propensity to be true. And I think that has to do with just like, I guess it's coming from ourselves. It's coming from our conscious and our psyche. So it's like deep down. So it's deep in there. So it must have some type of weight and merit because it's deep in there and we can't let it go. But it's also about that. We just don't know any other way, but that I had to work through a lot of stuff when it comes to me and my mom and I'm still working through stuff, still working through stuff. And I actually had this idea for a story that I wanted to write for the long time. And I just wouldn't write it because I would start and then stuff with my mom and I wasn't at a place to be able to do it. And I actually feel like now I am, but it's going to be rough, you know, and I acknowledge that part. So I'm going to have to stop and start and stuff. But it's like, there was just a lot of these stories that I kept telling myself about the type of person that I would be, always would be, and that I gave so much merit to my negative thought. All that to say, all these little side stories, Cynthia story time, I guess it's just going to be a Cynthia Storytime episode, just saying that those thoughts are not setting you up for success, setting up for success. It's something we say all the time as project managers. And yes, I am groaning internally by even using the phrase, but it's so true. You're setting yourself up for success. You need to do that. And I'm not saying you need to do that. You're going to go back somewhere. You're going to hit a button. You're like, okay, I'm set up for success now. I'm great. No. It's not that, but it's like, you need to start to acknowledge your patterns. And why are you phrasing this statement and putting so much pressure on yourself? Because if you look at the statistics, when it comes to any type of addiction, no one really just stop and just that's it. And they're, they kick ass and they rock it out on their first try. For me, it was not my first try that stuck. I clawed my way through so many times of stopping, slowing down, moderating, trying to do all these different types of things it didn't work i would always come back harder faster stronger like daft punk like i would do that but i would always leave it that guilt i'm like man like what they said about me is right i can't commit i'm not good I'm never good at anything i can't accomplish anything like even though i wasn't saying like why i can't stay sober it that was basically that because i was letting these negative thoughts impact my future and in some kind of subconscious way I was self-sabotaging myself because 
I wasn't putting in the work. You have to give yourself a level of grace and just be like, you know what? There's only so many things I can control. Yes, you can control whether you're going to put up a drink or you pick up a drink or or whatever vice or whatever you're going to do. You can control that. But it's not just stopping the action. It's stopping the thought. You have to stop the thinking. The action is the direct result usually of your thinking because you're so in your head, you don't process it in a healthy way or know how to. I didn't know how to process anything, most things in a healthy way. And I still struggle, you know, I'm much better and I can articulate and I can kind of figure it out and I can take a step back and not make it about me. There's still an element of those things that I have to work through. I just know that now. And I'm okay with that now. If I keep letting myself think the way that I do and not break the pattern and disrupt it, then I'm going to keep doing certain things that make me feel normal, in quotes, because that's what I'm used to doing. Breaking the pattern is new. Saying, I'm not going to phrase it that way is new. I'm not going to give myself this pressure and this guilt. That's new. I'm going to say, I'm going to show up for myself every day and make healthier choices. That's new. If there's certain things that I'm learning along the way and I don't know how to handle or address in a certain way, I'm going to give myself that grace and say, I didn't know then, but I know now. And I want you to say stuff like that to yourself. I still say stuff like that. Post it on my Instagram feed. Like I post like these things, like I post it for you, so p- other people to read, but sometimes it's for shit. It's for Cynthia because she needs it that day. You know, I didn't know, but now I do. So, and that to me was like a game changer being able to say like, okay, now I know a new tool. We can always learn. I feel that is where the answer to your question is. It's not about what if I can't stay sober? It's about what can I learn about myself in order to be sober or be in recovery? What does that mean for me? What is that for me? How does it look for me, you know, right now? And knowing that it could fluctuate and shift as you go through and you learn and you get stronger and your foundation grows totally okay. Give yourself that grace. Keep yourself as open as possible while you're learning this new version of you in your life. And don't let the old way of thinking, the disordered way of thinking, the self-destruct, self-destructive, disordered pattern ways of thinking impact the healthy, strong, beneficial journey that you're now on. Promise yourself that. Don't promise me promise yourself that. And how to start that? It's simple. Just acknowledge your thought. Write it down. If it's circling in your mind, do get up and do something. Try to dead that thought as fast as possible. I know for me, it was like I would get up and take a walk or I would turn something on TV. I would put my music on. I would write it down, write journal for a bit. I would laugh about something because to me, laughter is like, I love laughing. You know, just take me out of the moment just for a second until it's not so overwhelmingly daunting and work through it. Came with time. Yeah. I mean, I know this ended up being more about how I feel like I always listen to questions. I hear questions, but it's like, I hear the question, but I also hear what I believe to be the underlying thing. Um, if I'm totally off base, you could always tell me that because, you know, your girl's human. But I wanted to get that message, how to get it out of my spirit today. 
I hope it resonates with you guys or with someone. Feel free to always reach out and let me know. If someone in your network would be impacted by this or needs to hear this, please share it out with them. Always open and always willing. Always would like to meet new people and make new friends in this podcasting world that we live in. Until next time, take care, my friends.